Hello, bonjour, ahoy, konnichiwa, and aloha. Welcome to GitLab's new Universal Remote Podcast. We're so delighted to have you listening in. My name is Emily, and I'm going to turn it over to Darren to share a little more about exactly what this podcast will cover. We tackle the real challenges, ask the hard questions, but of course, try not to take ourselves too seriously. I'm Darren, head of remote at GitLab. I've worked my entire career remotely, and today I have an amazing guest, Sunil, the co-founder and CEO at CyanEasy. He and I go way back. We've worked together a long time, and for historical context, we're recording this in April of 2020 in the midst of a global pandemic. And Sunil, like many other leaders, has had to look to remote for business continuity. And that has created new opportunities and new challenges. So first off, Sunil, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Darren. Thanks for having us. So let's just dive right in. Was your team remote in any way prior to the COVID-19 pandemic? So before COVID-19, we actually had a distributor set up you now we have four um, four locations. You know, one in Bangalore Ch- and Chandigarh in India, and then we have a HQ office in Dallas, and we have a few people working in uh, Ukraine. So it was sort of a distributor setup, and of course it was remote friendly because there was a lot of interaction, communication, and collaboration between different teams in these different countries or cities. Got it. So that's a quintessential hybrid remote environment where you have multiple headquarters, and so even if everyone goes into the office the different locations are remote to each other. Did you actually have any employees that worked full-time from home or did you support any kind of workplace flexibility where even if they had a seat in an office, sometimes they would work outside of it? Sure. In terms of full-time working remote, I would say that's just me. And that's because I am based in Mexico City. Got it. And other people like people in Dallas, um, people in Chandigarh in India, and some people in Bangalore, they would have the option of working from home, you know, once or twice a week or whenever they feel there is a need for that. And uh, of course, we have a remote, another remote team in Ukraine, which does support for us that you know, they're working from their offices. there. This is interesting. Talk to me about some of the processes that you had in place, because if you're in Mexico City and you have people in different continents, obviously, there's going to be some massive time zone gaps there. Yeah. It sounds to me like you're going to have to figure out how to work asynchronously. There's no yeah. way you can get all of those people on synchronous calls day after day. So talk me through what that looked like before and how that has helped you now that your team is all remote. Yeah. So, you know, a few years ago, we started um, basically very conscious efforts to put together a company guide, right? And the company guide essentially, or the handbook, let's say, it consists of, you know, what are our, what are our um, communication styles and communication etiquette and communication principles? What are some of the core leadership principles and values that we want um, everybody in the company to strive for? And those are around essentially problem solving creatively, you know, uh, high quality, faster decision making. Also, how do we collaborate? How do we communicate? let's say product specifications or design briefs or marketing briefs, also standard operating procedures for how do we run our sales team? How do we run our success team? How do we run our support team? So all of that started getting documented really well. And we would always make it part of our um, onboarding process, both for new employees and also as a training process for existing employees so that um, they're not surprised or they're not at a loss if ever we become fully asynchronous or remote first, right? And those things have really helped 
in terms of you know when we made this adjustment we had to make certain tweaks or we had to overemphasize on certain aspects like you know more communication more transparency uh, more flexibility is needed but overall it was not a big big affair you know for us to get adjusted to yeah because you had things documented the shift was not as jarring as it was to some is what i'm is what i'm hearing is this something that you picked up in prior organizations the thing that i'm trying to figure out is what makes someone naturally inquisitive and naturally uh, have a natural inclination to document because gitlab is very similar in that we're around 9 or 10 years old and people that join the company now we're at over 1200 people in more than 65 countries we benefit from things that were written down from month 1 and month 2 but how do you have that foresight to think about it early on so that it allows you to scale as you said i think one of this could be because of the way i process information you know i like to see things written down so you can because when you're writing then it shows that you have a clear thought process and it also creates more accountability right and somebody else can always look back and say you know okay um these are this is how things should be done or this is what people agreed upon so if there is some sort of a miscommunication or misunderstanding because of a either not not everybody is a great communicator verbally and also sometimes people forget things you know we do so many so many projects we talk to so many people so this helps and i think this is you know myself and some of my co-leadership team who are also great communicators we tend to rely on a lot more you know written forms of you know work related communication than than verbal so it could be i think that's probably the, the reason of course the second reason is few years ago when i when i became remote i had to figure out how do i asynchronously uh, get updates and get uh, make decisions and get more context it's a key point to reiterate oftentimes i'll hear people say writing things down putting a focus on a document on documentation it feels like it slows me down it feels like it's less efficient but my point back to them is writing things down makes you more efficient longer term because yeah. you plug a lot of the knowledge leaks and the knowledge gaps that would inevitably pop up because people are human and if we only verbalize things to each other and we don't have it documented in any way over time you'll forget some of that it makes it really difficult to loop people in midstream it's really difficult for new hires to get fully up to speed because yeah. it's just hand me down information which inevitably erodes over time and speaking of that i'm i'm just curious if this has influenced your thoughts on workplace flexibility going forward in any in one way or the other is it the kind of thing that hey if we can make this work all remote maybe we don't send some of our team back to the office or maybe we find out that we actually love having our our teams in the office have you had time to sift through that yeah so it's, it's a great question so in fact um as the lockdowns are um other lockdowns are being eased upon right in different cities and different countries right now since we have a big presence in bangalore right now close to you know 40 people or so in one office we spoke internally with some of my senior leadership team and what we are realizing is that you know beyond the efficiency of documenting stuff and also having your um, different practice in the company around communication decision making and etc i think there's another aspect that we see um that we are benefiting from and which is around um i think most of our colleagues or employees are much happier 
because they're gaining a lot, lot of their personal time back to themselves because, you know, there is uh, less commute, there is less stress, there, is, uh, there are less distractions at work. And the second is, you know, they feel more focused and productive because there are less distractions. You know, they can kind of box themselves in in certain hours of the day and just make progress on their immediate objectives or goals, right? And the third is, I think it has brought some sort of a urgency or importance to only work on things that really matter, either for the customers or for each other or for the company, right? So we are spending less energy and time on stuff that seem urgent but not important or that seem urgent but they're still trivial. So how can you eliminate some of that stuff? So the point, the point that I want to get at is uh, I think we are going to become more remote friendly or at least give people the choice. You know, as, as a leadership team, we will be, we'll be more flexible. Now, if you think you want to work a couple of days from, from home, let's talk about what support do you need? No? Do we need to have better tools? Do we need to have better work from home setups? Do we need better, um, you know, better product specifications? What else do you need? for us to make that change. So we are definitely more open towards, you know, having more flexibility, both in working from office or also working hours, right? The working hours can also be nonlinear. They can split their days to overlap with their colleagues and also overlap with some customers, maybe customer time zones. It's heartening to hear that. It makes total sense for us. But for those leaders who have been resistant to remote, I really want to focus on what I'm hearing from you, which is you're creating an atmosphere and a culture that is supportive of doing things differently, of adopting a new way of working, of looking at the opportunity and not, uh, not having a scarcity mindset. And one thing that I found uh, very interesting about what you just said is that your people are happier. They're finding themselves as more productive. They're enjoying that there's no commute. And this is during a really tough time. This is not an ideal time in the world. And what I'm trying to, to help people forecast is if you're appreciating the benefits of remote right now, imagine what it will be 6, 12, 18 months from now when we, the travel restrictions are lifted, life returns to some degree of normalcy, yep. and a lot of this infrastructure that you're building now is like fully in place and, and your team is more cohesive because of it. What advice would you give to other founders or team leaders that are in a similar situation? Maybe if they aren't quite as remote fluent or they're running into obstacles or they're just having this battle internally on should we do this or, or should we not? So there are many angles to it, but I think I can come back from my personal perspective here. I feel that um, most likely if somebody does not want to go fully remote, they can at least come into some sort of a hybrid remote environment, right? And when I say remote, it doesn't mean these people are in a different city or a different country. This means, can we create more work from home flexibility? Can we even create, you know, you spend um, maybe four hours or six hours in the office, but the rest is up to you, you know, where you want to spend that time with, right? Because you want to avoid peak traffic times or you want to go and play something that, that you're really passionate about or you want to cater something towards your family that you really care about. So I think hybrid remote is something what I would encourage every founder or entrepreneur to at least give it a try. And of course the team has to feel comfortable. Some people want to just, uh, they like the social interaction. So if you like the social interaction, it does not have to happen every day, but it can happen a few days a week maybe, right? 
So how much of the hybrid remote, you know, that boundary, I think that each team or each company should decide. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that will be my advice to the founders. The other one I would really say is, during these times, we have realized that a lot of our employees are, um, they have skill sets, so they're expressing more interest to contribute to other areas. So I think this is a great time for founders to, to encourage um, those hidden talents or unseen talents that you would want your employees to kind of sign in, right? Thank you to Sunil and to Darren for helping us envision how founders can really support their workers as we go back to life post-pandemic. Click back into the Universal Remote Podcast for more great listens as we get this channel going. If you have any questions, tweet us at GitLab or use the hashtag AllRemote to connect with us online. You can also check out GitLab's Universal Remote web series on YouTube to meet some of our amazing speakers and get a peek into their home offices. Until next time, thank you for tuning in and we'll look forward to beaming back to you soon.